Welcome to the To Love, Honor, and Vacuum podcast. I'm Sheila Ray Gregoire from ToLoveHonorAndVacuum.com, where we like to talk about sex. And that's what we're going to do this week. So I have brought my daughter on, which I know sounds like super weird, but we have great conversations. Yep. And it is super weird. And it's okay. <laughs> so Rebecca is joining me. And we are going to tackle this week a comment that came in from a woman on the blog. So she wrote in saying that her husband has been listening to our Start Your Engines men's podcast and reading some of our posts in the men's corner. And he's just feeling really depressed because it sounds like we're saying that guys are responsible for whether or not a woman feels good in bed. Yeah. And that he doesn't think it should all be on his shoulders. So today on the podcast, we're going to ask whose responsibility is it that a woman feels good in bed? So are you ready? Let's go. For those of you watching on YouTube, we are, of course, doing this again in our closet. My closet. In your closet. <laughs> in yes. my closet. My closet is not this nice. <laughs> because we're told the sound is better in here. And maybe one day we will figure out how to set up a good podcast in your office. We yes. Have, we have bought the foam pads for the walls. Please, Lord, just help us figure it out. Yes. We have bought multiple microphones. We have tried many things. And somehow it seems like the closet works best. <laughs> yeah. So, so here we are banished to the closet as we talk about whose responsibility is it that men feel good. Women feel good. That women feel good in bed. Okay. Yeah. So I actually want to back up a little bit mm -hmm. and say, I actually do think that a lot of this is up to the woman. Like the guy totally. can only do so much. And that's why we have something on the blog called our Boost Your Libido course, yes. which is directed at women. Yes, <laughs> and how, not boost her libido, boost your libido. Yeah, like on how women can get more in the mood and get a more positive view of sex and understand their bodies better and understand sexuality better. And I have so many posts on the blog about how important sex is and how to get more in the mood and how to tell them what you like in bed and how to spice things up and how to initiate sex. And I feel like I've been talking about this for years. Well, you have. You've because, been talking about that for like nine years. Yes. And, and I have so many posts on how women can get in the right frame of mind. Because you know what happens? And I'm working on this for our orgasm course right now, which we're hoping to launch in September or October. Yeah. I've written the material, a lot of the material for it. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into a woman's ability to orgasm. Mm -hmm. And certainly his technique is, is a big part of it. And what happens physically, but there's also her emotional well-being, her relational well-being, what she thinks of sex. If she's got all these negative messages, um, we've been talking on the blog this month about periods, and if she's got a lot of shame about her body, if she's got shame about sex, if she's been told weird things in the church, like if you don't have sex, he's going to lust all over every other woman in sight, or mm -hmm. he's going to watch porn. I mean, that does not make her want sex. Yeah. And so there's lots of things that she has to do to get to the point where sex can be good. It's like she has to get rid of all the stuff that's weighing her down so that she can just get to a neutral point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, in some of the sex literature, they call it taking off the brakes. You know, the things mm -hmm. that are applying the brakes, the ways that she's applying the brakes and stopping sex from feeling good. She has to stop doing that. But when it comes to actually making sex feel good, assuming that she has done that yes. and taken the brakes off, 
I don't know how to tell you this, guys. But you're the accelerator. But you're the one. It actually is up to you. Like, yeah. it is. And the thing is, women can obviously do things themselves that make themselves get super turned on. Okay? Absolutely. Fantasy is a big one. A lot of women fantasize, and mm-hmm. honestly, they can almost get themselves all the way there. Right. You know? Yeah, they and can. And, and women that's can not masturbate. something. And that's not something that we... That then we don't recommend saying that your entire sex life is based on fantasy. Like, no. if the only way that you're able to have sexual pleasure is through fantasy, then maybe talk to a counselor and make sure there's nothing, something deeper going on. And women obviously can masturbate. So she can bring herself there. Yeah. But all the stuff that in a in a mutual relationship, what a woman can do in order to give her to help herself reach orgasm is take her foot off the brakes. Mm-hmm. And then it's your responsibility to put on the gas. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, it's it's it is your responsibility. And and I just can't help but think that if we flipped this, this would be so clear, right? That if a man is in a marriage where there's no, he doesn't have erectile dysfunction, he doesn't have premature ejaculation, like he's sexually healthy, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're having sex. Mm-hmm. And she is doing all sorts of stuff to him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get there. Mm-hmm. And it just goes down. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. What would our response be to the wife? Yeah. The response would not be, well, he needs to figure out how to get himself to orgasm. No. The response would be to figure out how she can make him feel better and how she can do better during sex. Mm-hmm. Frankly, mm-hmm. if what she's doing is causing him to lose his erection and he doesn't have erectile dysfunction, then they would be talking about her technique. Yeah. So why is it that when women don't orgasm during sex, mm-hmm. the question is, well, there must be something that she's not doing. Maybe he's bad at it. <laughs> why is that never an option? Like, I'm sorry. Maybe he's bad at it. Yeah. And that doesn't need to be a super shameful thing. Like, if you've never played piano before, maybe don't start with Bach. Mm-hmm. Maybe start with little minuet number three or whatever that early one that everyone learns is. You know, uh, the, which one? Dun, 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 dun. It, 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 I had it in every single piano teacher's guide that I had for, like, the four-year-olds who I taught. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was... It's it's like a four bar melody where it's just dun 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 and that's the entire song and like that maybe you need to start there and then eventually you can do fear release or something why is it not okay to say maybe you're bad in bed and need to figure out how to be better in bed yeah because in in this comment she was just talking about how sad her husband was yeah how sad her husband was that the responsibility was on him and. Again, I really think a lot of this comes back to the fact that we do not talk about sex in the right way. No, we really don't. Because guys tend to always orgasm during intercourse. Yep. They just do. And women don't in the same numbers. When we did our survey to figure out, you know, different ways women are able to come to orgasm, right? Mm -hmm. Like a good sizable minority were able to orgasm through intercourse alone. It was a minority though, Mm -hmm. you know? And a lot more women were able to orgasm through intercourse and other forms of stimulation. And almost every single woman who was able to um, orgasm was able to orgasm through methods other than intercourse. Right. So it's not always that women are broken. It's just that maybe you're not doing what helps your wife get there. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but you don't get to be sad that sex is so difficult that you have to do 20 minutes of foreplay. Yeah. I'm sorry, but this is something that really bothers me where men come on the blog and they're looking for us to tell their wives to get in shape and figure out how to have a penis in essence Mm -hmm. when they're having sex. Like, sorry, she doesn't. She has a clitoris. Learn how to use it. Yep. If she's doing everything she can, like the response to figuring out that you need to take responsibility for your wife's pleasure cannot be poor me. Like, Mm -hmm. what kind of a sex life are you hoping for? Are you looking for a sex doll who orgasms or are you looking for a wife? Yeah. 
Like, and, and I'm sorry, but this really bothers me because we get so many comments about women who are saying, I'm trying so hard, but he won't do foreplay. I'm trying so hard, but he's mm -hmm. treating me like the hogs on the farm he grew up with. I'm doing everything. I've Even the women who say, I've taken your Bouche de Libido course, but he won't do foreplay. And what mm -hmm. am I supposed to do when now I want sex and I believe that it's a good thing, but he won't make it feel good for me? Yep. And yep. it's just... The answer should not be, oh, poor him, she doesn't orgasm the way he does. The answer should be, well, you need to figure out how to make sex good for your wife. Yeah, yeah, because it is not a cause for sadness no. that she doesn't orgasm during intercourse. No, or even, even if she struggles with orgasm in general, mm -hmm. the sadness should not be that you have to do more work to get her there. The sadness should be that you haven't been doing the work. Mm-hmm to get her there. Mm -hmm. You know, and I said this on the podcast uh, two weeks ago, I think it was in the Start Your Engines podcast with my husband. I said, if you make the hand motion yeah. that manually stimulates a man mm -hmm. and now make the hand motion that manually stimulates a woman and you'll find that one of them resembles intercourse a lot more than the other. Exactly. And so it's natural that intercourse is going to feel better for a man than a woman, like in general. Now there's many women for whom intercourse feels great and they're yep. able to orgasm that way and that's wonderful. Yep. And I hope that more women can because I think that that's great. But just because she can't doesn't mean she's broken and it doesn't mean that you have to mourn something that you've lost. It didn't, the issue is also this comment did not sound like he was mourning something he lost. It mm -hmm. sounded like he was having a pity party because he had to try. Yeah. And that's what really bothered me. Yeah. And, you know, I don't I don't know how to say this any more than Becca already did. But let me just remind all of us that it was God who created women's bodies. Yeah. It was God who created the clitoris to be outside the vagina. <laughs> okay? He didn't stick it up there. Yep. He stuck it outside the vagina where it doesn't actually get a ton of stimulation during intercourse. Not in the same way. And so if she is going to get intense stimulation to the part of her body that is most likely to bring her to orgasm, that's not primarily going to be through intercourse. Yeah. And I think if we just stop talking about sex as if it's only through intercourse, and, and I've said this so many times, and so I'll say it again, that sex is the whole picture. It's everything sexual that you're doing together, and sex does not just include him putting his penis in her vagina and moving around until he climaxes. Sex is the whole thing. Okay? Yes, and I think that there's a reason why we've been talking about sex that way that actually has even more of an impact on this kind of mentality is, oh, no, she needs foreplay. I'm so sad now that I can't have sex the way that I want, because I'm sorry. We have a lot of men on this blog who are like, I want my wife to feel good. I feel like such a man when I make my wife feel good. Mm -hmm. Like, we have all sorts of men on this blog who are like, dudes, what are you doing? <laughs> like, make your wife feel good. Yeah. You know, like, it's awesome. It's sexy. It's it's incredibly energizing to watch your spouse enjoy what you're doing to them. But if you've been raised as a man, Mm -hmm. To believe that sex is all about you getting your needs met. Mm -hmm. And sex is only about you having release. Mm -hmm. Then her sexual pleasure is not a turn on yeah. anymore. You know, we need to not only teach people that sex is about more than just intercourse, but teach them the why. Right. Which is because sex is relational. And if you find making mm -hmm. your wife have sexual pleasure in a way that doesn't actively stimulate your penis, mm -hmm. not hot or yeah. erotic, you have a horrible view of sex. Yes. You have an absolutely horrible view of sex, because I really don't understand why any man who's good in bed would not enjoy watching his wife find him good in bed. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Like, seriously, just do stuff to her that feels good. Figure it out. Yep. If she doesn't know what feels good, then don't see this as an inconvenience to you. See this as a chance to bless and love her. It is not difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, the, I'm not I love saying that like, getting her aroused is not difficult. I'm saying the yeah. mindset shift is not difficult. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Being a decent husband is not difficult. Yes. Absolutely. It shouldn't be. Because there are many women who their husbands would love to give them exactly. pleasure. And the women are the one who are, ones who are resisting. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And it's not, it's not yeah. the, sorry, yeah, the arousal piece is not what I'm saying is not difficult. What I'm saying is it shouldn't be difficult to expect men to actually want to be good and loving husbands. And this is something, okay, and here's my pet peeve now. Okay. I was having a conversation with a guy who's a Christian now, but for many years he was not in that life yeah. in the same way. And he's in kind of this isolated community where men outnumber women. Yeah. Okay? And so there's a lot of competition for women. <laughs> and if you're a guy and you want sex, mm-hmm. again, we're talking secular world here, right? So outside of marriage, you have to bring her to orgasm. Well, because you have to give her a reason to come back. Yeah, you have to give her a reason to come back, and the word's going to get around that you're not getting <laughs> back. Right? Yeah. And so the guys who want sex have to do some research on yep. how to make it feel good for women. Now, I'm quite aware that this is not the case in every secular totally. community. In our survey, we surveyed 20,000 women recently for our new book, The Great Sex Rescue, which is coming out in spring. It is going to rock the Christian world, all the Christian teachings that have hurt sex for both men and women and how we can reclaim a proper biblical view of sex. But in our survey, we did find a higher rate of orgasm among married Christian women than a lot of the surveys that look at that include just dating and common so in general, married women do have better sex than single women. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not saying that, look, the secular world has it so much better. No. What I am saying, though, is that in the secular world and in the dating scene, there is an expectation that guys are going to figure out how to make women feel good. And that sex should feel good for her, too. And, and you should, if I could have just played you a clip of some of the conversations that I heard happening around me in my psychology classes before lectures started (laughs) on Monday morning (laughs) with girls just being, oh my goodness, you will not believe what happened this weekend. And then going into incredibly graphic details that I could not only imagine what happened this weekend, but picture it quite vividly. Um, There is a lot of expectation that sex is going to blow her mind too. Mm-hmm. And I heard a lot of stories of women really just incredibly disappointed by how bad some guys were in bed, and they never talked to them again. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously we do not endorse the whole sleeping around culture because it's just damaging and dangerous. Right. But these women were not going to settle for a guy who didn't know what he was doing or didn't try. Mm-hmm. And likewise, guys that I talked to or who talked around me while I was in class were incredibly self-conscious that they wouldn't be good in bed. Mm-hmm. Not that she wouldn't give him what he needs, mm-hmm. but that he wouldn't give her what she needs. Mm-hmm. And they were researching how to give a woman oral sex and how to <laughs> manually stimulate a woman and how to make sex feel good for her. And guys would swap tips. Yeah. In class, like before yeah. lecture started. It was the most awkward. There are a lot of times I was like, dudes, I'm leaving. I'm going to go sit somewhere. I can't handle this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but there is more of a culture among some secular dating pools where you are expected to figure out what you're doing. Yeah. But in the Christian marriage literature, that is simply not a thing. 
Right. And it's funny because in, in some of the Christian sex books that we looked at mm -hmm. for our survey, they did go into great detail about how to bring a woman to orgasm. Yes. But they also said that there was never a reason for a woman to say no, that she was yeah. never allowed to say no, that it was vitally important for a man not just to feel that she wanted sex, but that she enjoyed sex. But yeah. then there was never this idea that he must also make sure that she enjoyed it. Yeah, it was like, hey, here's how you can make her enjoy sex. Mm -hmm. And so women, it's your responsibility to enjoy sex as long as he's doing these four things. Yeah, no, it um, wasn't but like that's that. Not, that's not helpful though because the whole enjoyment of sex isn't about a checklist it isn't about making sure that you're enjoying sex so that he can enjoy sex more we need to be able to tell men in relationships that you have a responsibility to be good in bed yeah and if you're not good in bed figure it out yeah and nobody expects you to be good in bed no. right away and nobody expects women to be good in bed right no. away like like and the whole idea of being good in bed is kind of something that makes all of us feel uncomfortable because it makes it sound like you're comparing and yeah. all that that's not what we mean we just simply mean that that you become a student of your spouse exactly and you're willing to put in the work and seeing your wife needing 15 minutes of foreplay isn't this big pity party yeah but that's what it's about. Yeah. It's about caring. That's all it is. It's about caring. Yeah. It's about not being so incredibly selfish in the bedroom. <laughs> it's about not seeing your wife's body as an inconvenience, but as a part of her. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, this is just what really, it just gets at me, you know, because this is not difficult. But the Christian marriage books presented that way, because we were, I was saying the Christian sex books did a good job of talking about how yes. to bring her to orgasm. Christian marriage books do not. Oh so gosh, when we're talking, no. when we turn to love and respect. <laughs> okay, love and respect <laughs> has just the best line. It is one of my favorite things. I'm sorry, this actually makes me laugh every single time. When the author is recounting a time that one of these women who he, I think, was at a conference or something, one of his fans was telling him about advice that her mother had given her. She wasn't having enough sex, and her mom said, why would you deprive him of something that makes him so happy and takes so little time? Yes. And that was like a selling point yes, for okay. sex. Okay, if, if, if the main selling point you're going to give to women <laughs> is that it takes so little time... Awesome. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> it's just like it's one thing. To, it's one thing to say, "Hey, it's not that long." Like, it's, okay, I'm sorry. Not every sexual encounter is four hours. No, right? Like, but saying, "Like, hey, like you know, you go to bed at ten, you can still be asleep by 11. Yeah, kind of thing. or even ten thirty. I mean, thirty. The average woman needs twenty. No, they, sorry, not the average woman. I I think I saw a study that said the majority of women by twenty minutes of foreplay and sexual acts can orgasm mm -hmm. right so we're not talking that women all need 57 minutes to yeah. now some need some do. some do some do and part of caring for your wife is figuring out if she's that woman and you say you married her not the four minute microwave woman yeah. so <laughs> do the thing for 57 minutes if that's what it takes your wife okay just yeah. do it yeah. care yeah but all i'm saying is that saying something like it doesn't take that long it's not a huge part of your day but it can be a huge part of your day yeah. You know, say something like that where like it doesn't Or say something like, Why would you deprive him of something that makes him so happy that can also give you such energy or that can also help you sleep so well or that can bring you closer together or that feels amazing? Like why yes. would he not say like, that? If the if the <laughs> if the fact that it takes no time is the best <laughs> selling feature like maybe there's a reason she doesn't want sex. Exactly. But that's the problem in the in that a lot of the Christian marriage books, not all, but in a lot what women are told about sex is that 
You are not allowed to say no. Yep. He requires it or he's going to feel unloved. And he's probably going to be bad at it, frankly. Because when they say things yeah. like it takes so little time or, yeah. you know, he has a need you don't have or, yeah. you know, he needs sex and you need emotional closeness. And so he's going to get yeah. sex from sex and you're going to get him being nice to you afterwards from sex. What yeah. it's pretty much telling women is he doesn't need to be good at this. There's yeah. no expectation that he'll be good at this. The only expectations that you'll put out whenever he wants it because really that's all you can ever expect. Because we can't expect men to try to be good at sex. We can only expect women to lie back and take it. Yeah. Frankly. That's yeah. what they all say. And it's yeah. ridiculous because if we just told men, be good in bed, and if you don't know how to be good in bed, figure out how to be good in bed by making your wife feel good in bed as much <laughs> as you can, just so many of these issues would go away. Exactly. Because we have all these women on our blog who come to us who are just like, I just want to feel aroused. I want to do this. I want, I want to know what God wanted for sex. I want to feel it. I want to want it. But sex has never felt good for me. Sex has never lasted for longer than five minutes. Or we try to do things and I try to say I need foreplay and he just goes straight for the clitoris and then gets really mad whenever I ask him for something else. And, you know, sure, he'll try all these things, but then I can just tell he just wants to get it over with already. Mm-hmm. And it's like, men. Do you not realize that you are shooting yourself in the foot? Mm-hmm. Like, or other areas. Like, but do you not realize how mm-hmm. much you are hurting your marriage by not taking the time to figure out how to give her something to look forward to? Yep. And why don't you want to? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm repeating myself at this point, but it just makes me so <laughs> frustrated because yeah. seriously, there yeah. should be nothing more enticing and attractive to you as a husband than your wife enjoying what you're doing to her. Yep. Yep. And so we just need to set that expectation that guys will learn how to be skillful in bed. And honestly, I I do want to raise the question that there are a lot of women out there whose first sexual encounters are just disappointing, Mm -hmm. right? And many of those women, the first sexual encounter is disappointing. And as a couple, they decide, well, we're going to figure this out. Right? Mm-hmm. I know you even had a friend who did guest post on the blog about that a while ago, right? Yeah. About mm-hmm. how you have to take your time and they figured it all out together on their right. honeymoon, but it took like a week and a half. Right. You know? Yeah. Of just <laughs> really going at it. Yeah. Um, to figure it out, you know? But there's also a lot of women who are married to men who, when they have a disappointing first encounter, the men can't hear that. Mm-hmm. And they can't talk to their spouse about that. And the men see that as her problem, not his. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how many of those women who now are struggling with arousal are now struggling with anorgasmia. If the first time they had sex, there had been an expectation in the relationship that he was going to take time for her. He was going to make sure that she was enjoying herself and she got aroused. And he was going to take his time enjoying her before he just rushed in to do the deed. I wonder how many of those women would still be actually struggling with those things if their first group of encounters with their husband had Mm -hmm. been based on this expectation that he's got to be good at this. Mm-hmm. And that's what we put in the honeymoon prep course. It is, yeah. Yes, our honeymoon prep course that we created. I'm on the videos, but you yep. wrote you wrote a lot of the material with me, was how to prep couples for different expectations around the honeymoon, where the, yes. goal, the goal really is arousal for her. Let's figure out what makes her feel good. Yeah. Let's not just do the deed. And also helping couples talk about this in a way where it's not like he has to meet this checklist of like, you have to get me to orgasm by this point. You have mm-hmm. to, and you're mm-hmm. failing if you don't know how no. to do this. And that's not what we want either. But what we do want is for spouses to be able to say, sweetie, what you doing? Not pressing any buttons. And the button's a little to the left. A little to the left. left. (laughs) And a little higher than you think it is. And so we just need to be able to have this conversation where the expectation is not that she will enjoy herself 
completely regardless of what he's doing because her orgasm is all her responsibility. Also, his orgasm is all her responsibility as well. That's not healthy. What we need is to understand that each of you are individually in charge of getting past any roadblocks or any brakes that are being pressed or mm -hmm. any hurdles that you're placing in front of a healthy and enjoyable sex life. That's your responsibility. And some of those could be really difficult ones, like sexual trauma in your past yes. that you need to talk to with a licensed counselor. Yes. Any uh, pain issues, sexual dysfunction yeah. issues that or you need to talk people, to with medical people. Or some people have health issues, like maybe you could change eating habits or exercise mm -hmm. habits so you simply have more stamina so you right. can enjoy sex better, right? And some of those things that are breaks, you as the spouse need to help with as well. You know, we had a whole emotional labor series going on in June. Yes. Right? Like mm -hmm. that just talks about how emotional labor and the mental load of running a household and having a family is often all on women's shoulders. And it is a huge contributor to that pressing on of the brakes. Yeah. You know? And the brakes, we're talking B-R-A-K-E-S. Like, yeah, not like B-R-E-A-K. Yeah. Like brakes on a car. It's something that slows you down. That yeah. really stops you. And so it's not like you can just expect your spouse to be eager and ready and willing for sex without without helping them lift off the brakes. But mm -hmm. you do within as much as you are able to need to lift off the brakes yourself. Yes. Okay? You do. Mm -hmm. If you have severe body image issues and that's holding you back, you need to do the work to mm -hmm. understand your worth in Christ. Mm -hmm. Your spouse also needs to not tell you that you look fat. Right. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. And so it goes both ways, right? So you both need to work on the brakes, but you cannot expect someone to lift the brakes without doing any work yourself. Yes. Okay? Even with emotional labor, even with things like body image issues, if you are applying the brake yourself, you need to be the one who is lifting off the brake. And yeah. that's women's responsibility when it comes to orgasm. Absolutely. And that is also men's responsibility when it comes to orgasm. He cannot be spending hours on video games or doing overtime at work all the time and simply expect to come home or come upstairs and just have sex whenever he wants it. Mm -hmm. He has been placing a hurdle for sex, and mm -hmm. he needs to be responsible for lifting that hurdle as much as is possible. Yes. Right? Now, when it comes to making it feel good, sorry, buddy, but you got to make it feel good for your wife. Yep. And women, they make it feel good for their husbands. And a lot of men might say, but it's so much easier for her to make me feel good. Isn't this unfair? Yeah. Because, like, I have to do all this work to make her feel good, whereas she just needs to, like just do her thing and I feel great. I'm like, okay, but it's also easier for you to orgasm. So put all this in perspective, buddy. Yeah. And, and also like, God was the one who designed your body that way. Guys, I think they just, a lot of guys just want to have sex where they don't have to think. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but feel. you got married. Yeah. And sex is about intimacy. It's about a true knowing of each other. It's yep. about a mutual relationship where you actually care for each other. And that means that, yeah, you're going to have to do some work. Well, and not only that, there are so many studies that have shown women's sexual capacity is astounding, okay? Mm -hmm. Multiple orgasms, successive orgasms, prolonged orgasms. And like deeper ones deeper, than men appear, yeah. and as much as they can measure it. Yes. As much as, yeah, when, 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 they, when they look at all the different things that go into your experience during orgasm, frankly, if you're good at it, mm -hmm. you can make your wife feel amazing. Yeah. And so don't let your ego get in the way of what your wife could be experiencing. If you have the capacity to give your wife more, why would you let your ego get in the way of that? Why would you let your selfishness or, or just inconvenience of it get mm -hmm. in the way of that? Like be humble. Each of us need to be humble. Women are told all the time to be humble, to have more sex than she wants to, to have sex when she's in pain, they're told, and we don't mm -hmm. agree with that message. Have sex and pretend she's enjoying it for his sake. These are the kinds of things women are told in Christian marriage books, mm -hmm. and men have not been told in Christian marriage books, and make sure she has something to look forward to. 
Yeah. Um, not very often. There are some that have said that. Yeah. But it, for the most part, there has been so little asked of men so that when a man and his wife are listening to this kind of content where we're saying men give her something to look forward to, he gets to feel the right to have a pity party for himself. And that's sad. That is absolutely abhorrent because God created women to be sexual and in many ways to be even more sexual than men. But we can't get there on our own. And, and well, eh. <laughs> <laughs> masturbation studies would show otherwise. But what we're saying is... In order to have an intimate sexual experience, yes, you're going to have to put in the work. But that doesn't mean that your wife is broken, and that doesn't mean that you get to complain about it. Mm -hmm. Because you married her, honor her, cherish her, and like it says in the Bible, love her as you love your own body. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, this is part of it. You would not deprive yourself of an orgasm simply because it took too much time. Right. So don't do it. And on that note, <laughs> we will go. I think Becca spoke <laughs> way more than me. I love your rants, by the way. It's like I gave you permission to do the rants so that I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, so that you can be, it's like the good cop, bad cop thing. Yeah. yeah. And that works great. So join us at lovehonorandvacuum.com for more of Becca's rants. You did an awesome one last week as well on uh, the book To Train Up a Child. Nothing about orgasm (laughs) more on the parenting end (laughs) but if you want to join us for one of becca's written rants you can see that one it was pretty awesome (laughs) and join us as we've talked this month about periods about getting rid of shame and as always about sex at to love honor and vacuum.com we'll have a lot of links to all the stuff that we've mentioned in the podcast uh description that goes along with this podcast both on whatever podcast platform you listen to and on youtube because our podcasts are now on youtube and you can watch us sitting in in our closet hopefully not for much longer yes we got to get rid of we got to get better sound some other way and please as you are listening to this podcast if you could give it a five star and give it a rating it helps other people see the podcast and it would help us so much uh, and it takes so little it takes time so, so little, little time, time. Guys. <laughs> so little time so thank you so much and we will see you again next week uh for the next to love honor and vacuum podcast <laughs>